0: Hare Krishna, everyone, we're continuing to read the science of self-realization, the book by His Divine Grace, Shrila AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, chapter 8, attaining perfection, and this section is entitled The Highest Love, continuing. So we stopped yesterday at the point where your devotion is devoid of all desires, it is simply to render loving service for its own sake. There is a nice example in the life of Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami and his brother Sanatana Goswami were living separately in Vrindavan and going on with their bhajan. devotional service. Rupa was living in the forest and there was no facility for cooking nice food or begging from the village for a chapati to eat. Rupagaswami was the younger brother and he thought, if I could get some foodstuffs, then I could prepare nice dishes and offer them to Krishna and invite my elder brother. He had that desire. The next moment, a nice girl, about 12 years old, came and delivered an abundance of foodstuffs – milk, flour, ghee, etc. That is the Vedic system. Sometimes, householders present foodstuffs to mendicants and sages in the renounced order of life. Rupa Goswami was very glad that Krishna had sent so many things and that he could now prepare a feast. He prepared a feast and then invited his elder brother. When Sanatana Goswami came, he was astonished. How have you secured such things? You have prepared such a nice feast in this forest. How is it possible? So Rupa Goswami explained, in the morning, I desired for it and by chance Krishna sent me all these things. A nice girl came and she offered it to me. He was describing the girl, a very nice girl. Then Sanatana said, this nice girl is Radharani. You have taken service from Radharani, the Lord's eternal consort. It is a great blunder. That is their philosophy. They would not accept service from the Lord. They simply wanted to render service. But Krishna is so clever that he also he also wants to serve his devotee. He looks for an opportunity to serve his devotee. This is spiritual competition. A pure devotee does not want anything from Krishna. He simply wants to serve him. And Krishna also looks for the opportunity to serve his devotee. Krishna is always as anxious to please his devotee as the devotee is to please him. This is the transcendental world. On the absolute plane, there is no exploitation. Everyone wants to serve. No one wants to take service. In the transcendental world, everyone wants to give service. You want to give service to me and I want to give service to you. This is such a nice attitude. This material world means that I want to pickpocket you and you want to pickpocket me. That's all. This is the material world. We should try to understand it. In the material world everyone wants to exploit his friend, his father, his mother, everyone. But in the spiritual world everyone wants to serve, has Krishna as the central point of serving and all the devotees either as friends or servants or parents or lovers of Krishna all want to serve him and at the same time Krishna also wants to serve them. This is a transcendental relationship. The main function is service Although there is no necessity of service, for everyone is full, there is no hunger, there is no necessity of eating, but still everyone offers nice things to eat. This is the transcendental world. Unless we attain the stage of simply serving Krishna or his devotee, we cannot relish the transcendental pleasure of service. If we have any motive, then that sense will never be awakened. Without a motive, without desire for personal sense, gratification, service should be rendered to the Supreme Lord and his devotees. We have completed this chapter and we are starting the next chapter entitled The Perfection of Self Realization. Introduction In this concluding chapter, Srila Prabhupada discusses the ultimate goal of the service of the science of self realization full realization of the Supreme Self, Krishna. The development of self realization. Begins with the understanding that the self is not material, not a physical body, but pure spiritual energy. Next, one realizes that the pure spiritual self is eternally a part of the Supreme Self, Krishna. Finally, one learns how to live fully in that eternal blissful transcendental relationship one who has attained this state has attained life's supreme perfection okay when krishna was on this earth all the residents of vrindavan loved him indeed they knew nothing but krishna they did not know whether Krishna is God or not God, but nor were they disturbed by such thoughts as, I shall love Krishna if he is God. Their attitude was one of pure love, and they thought, he may or may not be God, it doesn't matter. We love Krishna, that's all. This, then, is the platform of real, unalloyed love. When one thinks, if Krishna is God, then I shall love him. It should be known as that this is not the platform of pure love, but of conditional love. While on earth, Krishna exhibited extraordinary powers, and the Vrajavasis, the residents of Vrindavan, Often thought, oh, Krishna is such a wonderful child. Maybe he is some demigod. They thought in this way because people were generally under the impression that the demigods were all powerful. Within the material world, the demigods are powerful. But people are not aware that Krishna is above all of them. The highest of the demigods, Brahma, gave his opinion of this matter in the verse Ishvara Paramah Krishna Satchit Vigraha Brahma Samhita 5.1 Quote, Krishna is the supreme controller, and his body is full of knowledge, bliss and eternality." Little did the residents of Vrindavan know of Krishna's power as the ultimate controller and master of all the demigods. What is noteworthy is that their love for him was not subject to such considerations. All the uh, residents of Vrindavan loved Krishna unconditionally. Similarly, Krishna loved them unconditionally. When the residents, inhabitants of Vrindavan, stopped performing sacrifices to Lord Indra, the chief demigod of the heavens, they placed themselves in a very dangerous position. Indra became very angry and sent powerful clouds that rained over Vrindavan incessantly for seven days. The whole area began to flood and the inhabitants became very disturbed. Although he was only seven years old, Krishna saved the inhabitants of Vrindavan by lifting Govardhana hill. And holding it up as an umbrella to shield the village. Lord Krishna thus taught the demigod Indra that his disturbances could be stopped simply by his little finger. Seeing this, Lord Indra bowed down before Krishna. Thus Krishna also became known as Gopijana Vallabha, which indicates that his only business is to protect the Gopijana. This Krishna consciousness movement aims at teaching people how to become Gopijanas, or pure lovers of Krishna. When we reach that stage of pure love of God, the Lord will save us from any danger, even if it means he's lifting a hill or a mountain. Krishna did not have to practice some yoga system in order to lift Govardhana hill. As God, he is all-powerful, even as a child. He played like a child and dealt with others like a child. But when there was need, he manifested himself as God Almighty. That is the nature of Krishna, or God. He does not have to practice meditation or follow some system of yoga in order to become God. He is not a manufactured type of God, but God eternally. Although he is God, he enjoys Loving relationships with his devotees, and in order to satisfy his devotees, he often takes roles that appear to be subsidiary. Krishna often likes being a child of a devotee, and thus he became the beloved child of Yashoda, Yashoda Nandana, because he is God and everyone worships him no one chastises him. However, Krishna enjoys being chastised by his devotee, father and mother. And because Krishna takes pleasure in being chastised, the devotees also take up the role and saying, alright, I shall become your father and chastise you. Similarly, when Krishna wants to fight, one of his devotees becomes the demon Hiranya Kashapo and fights with him. In this way, all Krishna's activities are carried out in connection with his devotees. If we aspire to become such associates of Krishna, we must develop Krishna consciousness, awareness of Krishna. Krishna's only business is satisfying the Vraja Janas. and their only business is satisfying Krishna. This is the reciprocation of love. Yamuna Chari, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, wanders on the banks of the Yamuna to please the gopis The cowherd boys, the birds, the bees, and the cows and the calves. These are not ordinary birds, bees, cows, calves or men. They have all reached the summit of self-realization and thus, after many, many lives, have attained a position whereby they can play with Krishna. This Krishna consciousness movement can enable everyone, everyone to go to Krishna Loka and become Krishna's associate as a friend, servant, father or mother. Krishna is agreeable to take any of these positions in relation to his devotee. How he does so is all described in our book teachings of lord chaitanya we have read this book you can find it in the previous episodes to realize our relationship with krishna we have but to follow in the footsteps of lord chaitanya and his chief associates the six goswamis shri rupa sanatana shri jiva gopala ragunatha dasa and ragunatha bhatta These Goswamis were always engaged in chanting Hare Krishna and dancing in ecstasy. They taught that when one is merged in Krishna Kirtana, or the chanting of the holy names of Krishna, he merges into the ocean of love of Krishna. As soon as the sound of Krishna's name is vibrated, one can immediately merge into the ocean of love. That is the sign of pure devotion. Thus, at Kirtans, the six Goswamis would merge immediately into the ocean of love of Godhead. Mm -hmm. The six Goswamis were dear not only to the other devotees of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but to the non-devotees as well. A pure devotee's position is that He has no enemy because he is not envious. A pure devotee is always open to everyone and he does not discriminate that this person can be allowed to chant Hare Krishna and that person should not be allowed. On the material platform, which is a platform of dualism, there are differences between high and low, man and woman. this or that, but on the spiritual platform there are no such distinctions. The pure devotee, seeing everything with an equal mind, is therefore non-envious. Because he is non-envious, he is worshipable. Indeed, it may even be said that a person is worshipable simply if he is non-envious, for it is only possible to be non-envious on the spiritual platform. We're going to stop here for today and we shall continue tomorrow. Happy Ram Navami everyone, may the mercy of Lord Ramachandra and Lakshmanji and Shrimati Sita Devi and Hanumanji always be present in your life and I wish you all to absorb in Ramalila today. Yes, we shall see you tomorrow, continuing, and uh, the link to this book is in the description. Check out our website, charavanamdiaries.com. See you. Hari Krishna.